I would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. All opinions and discussions on the podcast are purely individual experience, so please consult a doctor or medical professional for more information. Welcome to the Shake It Up Show, a podcast in partnership with Shake It Up Australia Foundation for Parkinson's Research, where we speak to people whose lives have been impacted by Parkinson's disease and hear their stories. My name is Amy Louise Ruffle. I'm an actor, comedian, podcaster, and most importantly, a proud Shake It Up Australia ambassador in support of my dad who lives with Parkinson's. Today we have a special episode for you that breaks the format a little bit. It's obviously so brilliant to get to speak to so many different people on this podcast and hear about their lives and Parkinson's journeys. But what we also know is that Parkinson's isn't just a set and forget thing. It's ever evolving and changing. And so we thought it might be great to have someone that we check in with every few months to see how they're doing, any changes they've made, et cetera, and get a bit of an update. And it's also great because that person happens to be my favorite person on the planet and someone I quite enjoy regularly engaging with regardless. So a win-win for both the host and the audience, I think. Uh, And if not, I don't want to hear any complaints. So please welcome back to the show, the man that beat me at mini golf this very past weekend, Rob Ruffle. Robbie, welcome back. Well, thank you. Um, And very glad that you mentioned that uh, I won the mini golf because three holes in one and uh, a couple of others, uh, it was quite quite a morning. Okay, it was actually very frustrating. You had such a good game. It was for your birthday, so it did feel fitting. But at the same time, at one point, I'd love to just win any sort of family competition. No, 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 no. <laughs> I did beat Daniel, who's my brother, older brother, who would normally win these kind of things. So I think the real question was what was going on with him? He must have been um, concentrating elsewhere. I think it's probably being polite, letting you win for your birthday. Oh, my, my children are very good to me. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't be if I had the skills. I would have swept the floor with you if I could. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, that didn't happen. Well, anyway, thank you for coming back to the podcast and sort of doing a bit of a recurring segment. You're a fan favourite, even if the only fan is me. Oh, that's okay. I'm sure I'm a fan as well. Ah, <laughs> uh, so having um self love is important. We've got to have confidence in ourselves. We've got to be our biggest fans. Yeah, well, if I'm not a fan, there's not too many others that would be. So I'm happy to <laughs> to do that. Uh, well, when you were on last time, very early on in the podcast run, you were talking about how you had just gone onto some new medication and found it was affecting your mental state in a way that you hadn't felt had been affected. Before, So I guess uh, I'd love to get an update on how you're going, what's going on with the medication, where we're at. You know, previously um, I was suffering from uh, paranoia, depression, addictive behaviours. I was really emotional um, and my neurologist uh, had put me on to uh, an increased dose of one of the drugs which is designed to smooth out the ups and downs of the Matapar regime where you take a pill, your uh, levels go up. As that pill wears off, your levels go down and you get to the bottom and you, you then 
uh, need to take another another um, metapar pill to keep the, um, the symptoms of Parkinson's at bay. The, the idea of, of the CIFRO was to smooth out those curves so the peaks weren't as high and the troughs weren't as low. But in doing that, it, it had a profound effect on me, and uh, which was most unlike me because, uh, as you're aware, I'm a pretty upbeat sort of person. Not much phases me, but uh, I was a, uh, a bumbling mess for about a month or so while I was on these, this medication. And fortunately, we've decreased the amount of, the, of that drug and substituted a different drug, which has then done what was the initial drug was supposed to do, which was to smooth out those peaks and troughs. So instead of running out of dopamine every two and a half hours, it, it's extended the life of it, if you like, up until about three hours. Okay, so the the medication cocktail, for lack of a better word, has changed, but the physical symptoms that it's keeping at bay are now being held at bay. You can use that word again, held at bay in the same way that they were, but you're just not getting the like emotional and mental side effects. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Um, and it's it's a pleasure not to be emotional, paranoid, and all those other things which affected me while I was on the uh, increased levels of the first drug. So um, I'm very pleased to uh, be out of that dark hole, if you like, and uh, back essentially to to my former self. Which is an amazing, I guess, reminder for any listeners out there that themselves are on a Parkinson's journey that adjustments can be made and to just be really aware of what's going on and how you're feeling. And if it isn't feeling right or it's feeling different, to like you did go back to the doctor and say, hey, is there another thing we can try? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're putting um, chemicals into our bodies, which ultimately are going to hopefully make our life better. But um, putting different cocktails in and uh, different amounts of those drugs into your body, then profound changes can happen. And that's what happened to me. So I would suggest to anybody who is uh, not feeling the way they used to feel or that, that they feel that their drugs have changed their persona, then they should go back to their their doctor, their neurologist, and discuss it and do something about it and have a change in medication because the changes, the different medications are there and they will, they, the uh, neurologists, the medical staff, will try and accommodate you as best they can. You mentioned um, really specific changes you felt, paranoia and the addictive behaviour. Can you remember a time where you felt one of those things, like an instance of the paranoia or the addictiveness? Yes. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> would you care to share one of them? I'm just trying to think. It would prob- probably revolve mainly to do with your mother, I suppose, that uh, when we were bowling and uh, she was managing to find partners to bowl with and, and I couldn't and I felt, well, what's wrong with me? Why don't people want to bowl with me? I can't get somebody to bowl. But um, those those thoughts are now gone. Um, it's, I, I know it wasn't me, but there's just circumstances. But uh, that's the way I felt it at that particular time, and um, that was um, it was hard to deal with. And so uh, my um, self belief uh, went downhill, and therefore your performances go downhill, and uh, it's, a, it's a down downhill spiral. That, that wasn't very joyful. So uh, I'm pleased to say that that doesn't, doesn't happen, doesn't occur any, at this stage anyway. Well, so glad to hear that that's no longer a part of your life and 
I commend you so much for, like I said, going to the doctor, speaking up and being able to, to make those changes. I know you also had a doctor's appointment earlier this week and a regular checkup that you have. So how did that go? What did you guys talk about? Um, we spoke about the, the change in medication, how it had affected me since we've adjusted the medication and uh, pleased to say that the, to, to inform the neurologist that that had worked well and I was feeling much better. Um, we had a look at tremors and I held my hands out directly in front, fingers spread to, to see whether there was any uh, tremor happening, um, which there wasn't. And, and I'm usually pretty good as far as that's concerned. We did the opening and closing of the hands as, as fast as we could, as many times as possible in a short period of time. And all that showed that um, things were, were pretty much under control. We've spoken about constipation again, with joyful. I don't believe it happens to me, but I do have a urinary uh, urgency at times, uh, which can also be affected by constipation when the bowel is full of presses on the bladder. So, so that makes you feel that you need to go all the time. So is that my, my case? Don't know, but um, we're going to try some... Um, some uh, Movacol, which is uh, get you going to the toilet uh, medicine. And uh, I'll look forward to that, not, not being far away from the uh, the toilet for a couple of days. <laughs> well, I'll just recommend I'll come and visit your house. You don't come to mine in the next couple of days. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> I think you, you were saying that you also had a chat about what we spoke on the Professor Horn episode about the stomach-based pump system of medicine how do I say that stomach-based pump system of medicine being put in your body I'm butchering it like I did with Professor Horn everybody knows it we're doing our best where are you at with the thought of having something like that oh yeah that's a tough one um, I was actually with a uh, a group of Parkinson's people this morning at a uh, boxing class which we can discuss again in a little while and we spoke about the duodopa, which is the stomach infusion that the tube goes through your abdomen wall, through your stomach and into your duodenum, which is the next tube out of the stomach, and which is where those drugs are picked up. Uh, and it uh, supplies a constant feed of um, dopamine straight into this area where the absorption occurs. Therefore, you don't have the ups and downs, so you don't necessarily need this other cocktail of uh, drugs to... Uh, to smooth out the, um, the sine curve, if you like. So we, uh, where am I at with that? Uh, I'm, st I'm still not sure it's right for me. Uh, we, we are discussing it, but uh, I haven't made a decision. Well, I have made a decision. I I'm not, not, don't want to do it yet. And the reservation towards that, is it the actual like surgery and procedure itself or is it the upkeep of it they're having to have a device attached to you like what are sort of the major barriers you're feeling at this point in time yeah the, the, the thought of having a, a tube stuck out of my guts is um just a little bit daunting at this stage during the day the the tube is attached to the pump and the, the pump administers dopamine uh, at a constant rate overnight you take the tube off but you still got the bit sticking out of your stomach and i'm, I'm just the thought of rolling over and getting it caught and ooh yes shudder just doesn't doesn't sit well with me at the moment. Would I will I go down the track of I think eventually I will, 
but I, I need to come to terms with that a lot better than I am at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. It's a huge decision and, you know, changes your day-to-day life quite a bit. So it's fair enough. Um, can I ask a question that maybe this, it'll come out wrong, but let's, let's just see how we go. Do you ever wonder like, what might my life be like if I did do it? And if you do, how do you then like grapple with that what if factor? Yeah, essentially what, what you do, the first thing in the morning, you, you, you hit the button twice and get, get a big slug of dopamine, and then the machine pumps out a, a measured dose every time period, and that keeps you on the um, straight and narrow, so to speak. What would it be like? It would be sensational. It really would. It's just that I, I have this um, little bit of a fear of the unknown, I suppose, and that, that's um, perfectly understandable. It, is it a big change? I don't know. Unless I have it done, I won't. I won't really know. Will it affect the, what I do in the in the day to day basis? Won't affect me while I'm mowing the lawns. Might affect me while I'm bowling. Might affect me playing golf. And with this thing stuck out of your guts and twisting, playing golf, uh, will I snag it on something? And I, I don't think it, it won't pull out. It's got a plastic washer, for want of a better word, on the inside. So it's bigger than the hole that comes through your stomach, so it won't come out. But having said that, you just never know. Not not the best visual, I'll tell you, uh, so I can understand where some of those reservations do come from. I guess, yeah, I was just thinking about how that's such a hard thing because there's obviously no guarantee how it could positively affect your symptoms, but I'm sure, yeah, my mind goes to that place of, like, it must be so hard not to think, you know, would it change everything or if it only changed a little bit, then I definitely wouldn't do it. But if quality of life went up, you know, 25%, then is it worth it? Like it's such a back and forth in your head. Yeah, you know what I'm like. I don't usually do things by halves. And Uh-oh. if I'm doing something I forget about the damn thing, then who knows what I can, what sort of mischief I can <laughs> enforce upon myself. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's my reservation. Uh, I, I don't think I'm the typical Parkinson person. But then maybe I am, and uh, but, uh, but as you're aware, I, I, I go at things pretty hard, and um, uh, I'm just not sure that about that at this stage. Totally yeah. fair enough. I think you would not be alone in having those reservations and just thoughts on both sides of the the argument. And also, I would say from doing this podcast, and I know you listen, we've learnt there is no typical person with Parkinson's. There is people all across the board and the spectrum with a variety of lives and experiences and symptoms. So there certainly isn't just one. But you mentioned before that you uh, had a boxing class this morning. So tell us about this new um, physical intervention you are adding into your program. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'm going to suffer from doing that. My shoulders, I already feel like the buses hit me once (laughs) so far. And I've got a feeling it's going to back over me and crunch me again. By the morning, I'm not going to be able to move, I reckon. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was fantastic. I loved it. I've not done boxing before, and uh, it was quite funny because I put the glove, the inner gloves on, and uh, that took me long enough because uh, because of Parkinson's, and you just don't necessarily uh, coordinate terribly well on some new activities. And put one boxing glove on and said, hmm, how do I put the other one on? I can't do the Velcro up. I've got no hands. So that everybody's in the same boat. It's just a new experience for me. And then they let me loose on a uh, punching bag. And, oh, geez, I gave that thing a workout. 
that did won't be coming back. <laughs> and so was this class a specific Parkinson's boxing class? Like what do you know of, if any, the specific benefits are of doing a, a class like this for people with Parkinson's? Oh, as, far, as far as the class was concerned, I, I don't think it's specifically for Parkinson's people, but there were a lot there. I think it might be just an old person's class and it just happens as, as you walk down life's path, you, you're more likely to uh, get tangled up with Parkinson's because they call it an old person's disease. And well, we've so, learned one of the biggest risk factors for Parkinson's is in fact ageing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If you didn't age, which is not a good thing if you don't age, but... Uh, that's a good way of not, not getting it. Mm. But most of the people were uh, of my vintage or, or more or less, they're, they're all, um, all elderly types. Um, but the benefit is um, it's a uh, coordination and um, patterning sort of activity. The first activity was to smack the punching bag with your left hand and then your right hand. So that was okay. Smack, smack, take that punching bag. Then we uh, had to do it twice, so smack, 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 smack. And then we had to do it three times and, and then progressively get more. So, and then then we would do threes, so left, right, left, and then uh, right, left, right. So it, it's all patterning, uppercuts you know, combined with jabs and hooks. And, and then, then we, they introduced uh, smack, smack, uh, sidestep away, sidestep away, sidestep in, sidestep in, smack the thing again four times, sidestep, sidestep, et cetera, et cetera. So it's all patterning which is good for your brain to, um, to go through uh, sequential activities to um, help out with repetitive actions. Well, it sounds like it's not only helpful in the sense that you're doing these big dynamic movements, but you're also having to really focus mentally because you're, like you said, learning patterns and things like that, which is really giving you a brain workout too. Yes, and, um, and not only brain workout, but I gave that bag a workout, which was fantastic. We also did then non-boxing stuff, some uh, step-ups, which is uh, good cardio stuff, uh, some strength work on the TRX handles, some weights stuff, which is all good because um, with the Parkinson's, as, as you're aware, and most of your listeners will be aware as well, that we, we tend to hunch over, do small movements, but so we were concentrating on doing big movements. And one of, one of them was to stand with your back against the punching bag and smack the thing with your arm straight behind your head. So um, lifting your arm up and smacking the top of the punching bag, if you like. So left, right, left, right, left, right. Oh, we did the YMCA. That was good. Funny to, see people, funny to see people trying to do the YMCA, and it would have been even funnier to see me because I'm not very good at that. But we tried hard and we, uh, the sea the is the problem. I just don't know what a sea looks like from the other side of the room. But that's okay. That's it. All the others are uh, symmetrical, the Y, the M and the A. I can get, I can handle those, but which way does the sea go? No, I'm getting seasick just listening. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so do you want to give that place a shout out if uh, anyone is interested in also giving a, a bag a workout like you did? Yeah, I would, but I don't know what it was called. I know the address, but uh, next time we speak after a couple of months, I'll, I'll have it down pat. Do you know what? I will put the name in the caption uh, and in the show notes so people can read when it's released. Yep, sounds good. Beautiful. Well, I think that's it for our update for now. Anything else that you would like to share with the listeners other, other than, of course, your favourite traits of, of your daughter? 
think the the main thing that uh, we need to do is stretching to get rid of the lactic acid, which I'm going to have increasing in my body due to the uh, change of activities. But that's okay. We, we, we don't mind the hard work and we don't mind feeling the pain of the lactic acid because that means you've, you've had a good time working out. And, and I did that to, definitely today. It does indeed. And a, a, the, the other part, of, the second part of the question, which was your favourite traits of your daughter? Um, sorry, I, I think the, uh, the, the connection is... Um... <laughs> you are not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Roasted on my own show. Oh, well, yeah, if, if I don't roast you, who will? Oh, dear. Well, despite that, it has been a pleasure to have you here, Roberto. Thank you. Thank you for sharing uh, your update with us. And I will say also thank you for the the groundwork you're doing in the community in terms of um, spreading the word about the podcast and speaking to people about being guests on the podcast. Keen listeners will know that the lovely Glenn was uh, through a connection with you. So we appreciate that you have been uh, getting us some wonderful stories. As as you know, I'm... uh... I'm keen to do whatever I can to help out any other sufferers of uh, Parkinson's. It's an insidious thing, but it's what we've got, and um, we just need to try and work through it the best we can. And I'm, I'm happy to do my bit for anybody who's um, who, who wants some help. Well, you know what your bit could also be? I know you're a social guy and clearly very popular, but your phone has been going off nonstop during this record, and I cannot believe it. <laughs> Yeah, how do why, why wouldn't a bloke put it on silent? <laughs> Who's texting you? I'm on this call and I'm the one that texts you. Well, it must be you then. <laughs> Don't you blame me. Don't you turn this around. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, Robbie, thank you so much uh, again for being here and we will talk to you in another few months. Lovely. Thank you, gorgeous. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Shake It Up Australia funds groundbreaking Australian research that aims to slow, stop and cure Parkinson's disease. And they need your help. To support Shake It Up's vision of a world without Parkinson's, head to shakeitup.org.au forward slash podcast. Together, we can find a cure.